Hello, and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. I'm your host, Natasha Kanova, and I head JP Morgan Global Commodities Research. Today, we would like to discuss OPEC cuts and Russian production. So year to date through April, we were largely tracking our price forecast from last November. We were off only by about $4, um, but following this uh, about 13% sell-off uh, in oil over the last four weeks, Brent prices are now trading $8 cheap relative to our model-derived fair value and also relative to our second quarter 2023 forecasts. Um, so at the moment, we see no fundamental shift in the parameters of our forecast. Uh, our supply-demand estimates point to a largely balanced market in January through April, and the first deficit in May viewed that as confirmed by the latest International Energy Agency report, which shows that after 11 months of builds, OECD commercial oil stocks drew 14 million barrels in February, followed by a hefty 56 million barrels uh, drop in March. Those are the latest numbers that the agency is releasing. But the decline was led by a sharp drop in oil product stocks. So, so interestingly enough, looking at the weekly data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration, U.S. gasoline inventories last week were about 2 million barrels below year-ago levels and the lowest for the time of the year since 2014. And this is before the driving season. Yes, the peak driving season begins on the Memorial Day. Uh, stocks of diesel and other distillate fuel oils are also largely unchanged from year ago, uh, despite massive release of SPR inventories and deteriorating economic outlook. So with demand resilient and uh, world's oil supply set to fall starting from this month uh, as uh, wildfires shut in Canadian barrels and voluntary OPEC plus cuts take effect, we continue to project further tightening in the balances in the second half of the year. So consequently, our pricing model continues to screen $90 uh, and our target that, that a target that remains our price forecast. Uh, all of that assumes, of course, that uh, no recession in the United States anytime soon. So our view on demand remains unchanged. We believe that this is an, not an issue. Uh, our high-frequency tracing of global demand for mobility fuels, which covers about uh, half of global oil consumption, points to continued resiliency this quarter and uh, strong trends going into the summer. So uh, in terms of numbers, cumulatively, transportation fuels demand rose 2.1 million barrels per day year to date through May 13th. Uh, Asia is leading regionally and jet fuel remains the key driver among various products. Uh, our forecast for world oil demand growth in 2023 remains at about 1.6 million barrels per day. Uh, with China's demand recovery actually surprising our modest expectations. Um, so some uh, some background on China. So the first quarter, 2023, Chinese demand expanded almost 670 KBD versus year-ago levels uh, to a record high of just slightly under 16 million barrels per day. Um, deteriorating microenvironment uh, might suggest a weaker oil demand going forward as yes, the, the release of April data this week was really disappointing, um, but we believe there is a favorable base effect in play. Um, so Shanghai lockdowns, for example, last year lasted from February 28th through August 7th. Uh, that is likely to result in Chinese oil demand going growing at an average 1 million barrels per day from the second quarter onwards all the all the way through the end of the year. Um, so further boosting consumption, Chinese international daily flights are running almost 20 percentage points ahead of our estimates for the second quarter. Uh, we initially projected that flying activity, the international flying activity to average 40% of pre-pandemic levels. And at the moment, uh, they're tracking just slightly under 60%, so significantly above our targets. 
So this further normalization of flying activity would provide an upset risk to our China oil demand estimate. We have already upgraded uh, once from about 770 KBD to 910 KBD after stronger than expected first quarter 23. Again, there's a lot of talk about uh, Chinese demand um, underwhelming, but uh, our personal opinion is that actually the projections most likely were overly optimistic versus in our case, where we had modest expectations about uh, how much demand will result from the Chinese reopening. Um, so the biggest risk to our forecast is a recession beyond one envisioned by our economists and embedded into our projection of 100 KBD decline in the US oil demand this year. Um, the baseline remains uh, from our economists that the U.S. will tip into a mild recession by year end or first quarter of next year, uh, but the conviction and the timing is low. April activity bounce in the U.S. reduces the risk of an imminent end of the U.S. expansion, but the probability of something happening immediately and uh, much stronger than what we're seeing is still sits at above average 15%. So there are also concerns about elevated oil supply in Russia uh, and Iran and fears of limited OPEC compliance. Uh, so this is weighing uh, on outlook and on the prices. Our view remains unchanged. So Russia is indeed cutting oil production, but not because it has difficulties selling or shipping its oil, but because it is a part of the OPEC plus alliance. Um, so we, in our estimates of Russian supply, we align Russia's total exports crude and products, it's very important to add both, not just crude, but to add oil products to that as well. Uh, we look at the domestic refinery runs, domestic consumption, pipeline exports. So put all of that together, we estimate that Russia has likely reduced this aggregate production, which is crude and condensate combined from about 11.05 million barrels per day in February to 10.7 million barrels per day in March and 10.5 million barrels per day in April. Uh, where we believe it will be sustained through December. Um, so despite declines in the output, Russia's oil exports have been resilient. Uh, so that's what everybody talks about. Just if you look at seven-day averages or 20-day averages, the, the, the exports have been very resilient. Uh, but we believe this is most likely due to stocks draws along the Transneft uh, pipeline system. Um, in May, however, we believe Russia's exports of crude and oil products uh, is declining. So our estimates are showing that they're declining by about 400, slightly uh, less than 400 KBD uh, versus April levels. And exports will likely further align with production by late May and should fall to about 5.8 million barrels per day in the second half of 2023, uh, as long as Russia complies, uh, continues to comply with the cuts. Again, keep in mind the 5.8 million barrels per day, it's exactly the same number what Russia was exporting prior to the start of the war, but this number is inclusive of the Druzhba pipeline exports that are being rerouted now through the um, through the seaborne export routes. Um, so the question about output from the OPEC uh, countries, uh, so there was a massive jump in exports by core OPEC countries in February, in March, and also in April, and that has led to fears of limited compliance with voluntary production cuts. Um, however, latest data suggests that the, the score eight OPEC plus producers, which is Saudi Arabia, Iraq, the UAE, Kuwait, Oman, Kazakhstan, Algeria, and Gabon, that actually they're delivering on their pledges. Um, so through the first 10 days of May, that was not visible yet. But for the last 10 days, what we're observing is that the combined exports of crude and oil products from the group plunged by 1.7 million barrels per day by May 16th. 
So the absolute number is about 18.6 million barrels per day. In April, uh, exports from this group of eight countries averaged 20.3 million barrels per day. And finally, on Iran, uh, Iran production remains uh, strong, but not as high as feared. So Iran's oil minister suggested a month ago that the country's oil production has surpassed 3 million barrels per day over the last 20 months. Um, so again, similarly to what we do in Russia, we estimate the Iranian production based on seaborne exports. Um, so we feel comfortable that the production actually is, uh, it has been rising over the last year, reaching 2.6 million barrels per day in January of this year, where it remains today. So Iran's combined crude and condensate production is indeed averaging close to 3.4 million barrels per day, up almost 800 kbd from mid-2020. So to sum that up, uh, with demand demand resilient and world oil supply set to fall starting from this month, uh, we continue to project further tightening in the balances in the second half of the year, and we maintain our price target of $90. Thank you all to listening to the Commodities Edition at JP Morgan's At Any Rate podcast. We look forward to continue the conversation next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. 2023, JP Morgan Chase & Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on May 19, 2023.